Welcome to another edition of Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. I'm Bo Matthews along with Ron Toner and John Meehan. As we start off another program today, Gary Beckman with the Boys and Girls Club uh, of West Central Missouri. West Central Missouri. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Uh, with us today, Ron, you want to go? I have more or less got halfway there, so if you want to go ahead and take the other half and introduce Gary. That's fine, Bo. I know you're taking the show over, but that's all right. Uh, good morning. Uh, and uh, Gary, it's great to have you in the studio today. Uh, it's it's been great getting to know you over the last few years and all of the yeah. fine work that you and that organization do. Um, as we get into this and get into more detail about the programs, the personnel, volunteer efforts, so on and so forth, uh, we might just start out with a brief introduction of yourself, sure. uh, education and work experience, and then maybe just roll right on into at least the beginning uh, description of the club, uh, its primary goals. Uh, you know, I've, I know in, oh my goodness, I would say over the last uh, 20 years, uh, as I have observed the Boys and Girls Club and what they have done, they just keep growing and growing and doing more things and having more participants, uh, and it's very impressive. Uh, but uh, delve into that. Sure, yeah, yeah. And we've, in, as the Boys and Girls Club, we have to evolve as our world evolves and, and our culture and, and stuff. So we do some of the, th- the things we've done back then, uh, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I grew up in a little town up in northeast Missouri, La Plata, Missouri, and about 1,500 people, so a very small rural town, uh, mostly a bedroom community for Kirksville. A lot of people live there and went to Kirksville, and my parents worked up there, um, and so um, ended up going to uh, Truman State University and bounced around uh, about seven different uh, majors. So I could probably go back for a, one more semester and have three minors and another major probably if I, if I so choose. So, but uh, got my degree in uh, exercise science with an emphasis in fitness and business administration. And my goal at that time was I'm going to work for the YMCA for a couple of years. Done my internship over in Peoria at the YMCA. That was my, my, my career path that I had in my mind and that's where I wanted to go. And then do that for a couple of years and then delve into corporate fitness and, and get into that world a little bit. Um, so ended up moving to Chicago and, uh, and there's that Chicago accent that comes out every once in a while. And uh, worked for YMCA up there, uh, Bueller YMCA, which is part of the Metro Chicago YMCA group. And did that for a couple of years. Uh, my wife at the time and us, we had our first daughter uh, up there. And, you know, when you have children, your world changes and your priorities change. And it was great living up there in the Chicago area. And then all of a sudden we've got a a daughter and it's like, yeah, this isn't where we want to raise family and go. So blind faith alone. Um, I had a couple of weeks of of vacation time and PTO built up. And I'm like, I'm going to go down by uh, Bloomington, Illinois. And... Um, I had some relatives that lived in Pontiac, and I'm like, I'm just going to blind faith, pack up, and go down there and see what I can find. I'm, I, I feel that I'm not unemployable. I do have some skills I can provide somebody, even if it's just flipping burgers or, or you know, moving rock or whatever. So um, so ended up doing that and stumbled upon uh, an opening for a Boys and Girls Club. And it just so happened that the program director there 
left to take a job in Chicago. So we probably passed each other on 55 somewhere there and uh, walked in, and lo and behold, that was my introduction to Boys and Girls Club. Had no clue whatsoever what a Boys and Girls Club was. Um, up in La Plata, we've never had those. We had YMCAs, didn't know what a Boys and Girls Club was, but after spending uh, uh, some time there as a program director, took on my first executive director position and realized this is where I'm meant to be. I mean, it was almost like a calling. It's like, okay, this is, and looking back now, I've been with Boys and Girls Clubs. Uh, that would have been 95, so 27 years this coming May, I'll be with Boys and Girls Clubs. And it's like everything I did as a kid, everything I grew up doing has led me to this point um, in this career path. So um, I'm fortunate, you know, that I'm able to enjoy what I do. Um, I love it. Um, I love getting to meet people and being involved in the community and, and uh, you know, getting to see the kids grow up. And, and you see these kids. I've got many stories of these kids that come in um, and, you know, they're quiet, they're shy, they're reserved, they're, they're lost. Um, you know, they, they don't have a good family, home life or something. And we become that second family for a lot of kids. And we become, you know, uh, well, I used to be, you know, kind of the older brother to them. Well, well, now I'm almost, you know, the grandfather to some of them. So, um, but uh, it's 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 been a wonderful uh, wonderful ride, and I, I enjoy. You know, I've been in Sedalia. This June will be five years, and it's hard to believe that that five years has you know gone by just in, a, in an instant. So, but uh, we've done a lot of things. Um, you know, our our main core areas that we look at for Boys and Girls Club is academic success. Um, if you don't have a good, solid education background, it's really a struggle then to, to be successful and, 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 uh, and have a, a background of that to want to you know, do more in the community and do more for your life and for your success. Um, and then also career and leadership development. You know, we've got to have uh, these guys that have good character uh, and, and gals. You know, it's boys and girls. So... Uh, the good character leadership development tools, we provide opportunities for that in, in our own clubs. Um, and, uh, and then also healthy lifestyles. You know, you can have all that, but if you don't have a healthy lifestyle, um, you know, and, and steer clear of those things that, you know, can destroy a, a person's life, then all that success, you know, doesn't, doesn't come to fruition as it should. And so that's really, we look at finding the potential in kids and exploiting that to the max so that they can fulfill what they, uh, uh, what their dreams are. Gary, uh, we're talking, uh, we have an opportunity here this morning of having Gary Beckman with the Sedalia Boys and Girls Club here in our studios. Gary, uh, you know, what a tremendous mission the Boys and Girls Club have. Can you now address what does that, uh, talk to us about Sedalia. Tell us about the, uh, maybe a little bit of the history of the Sedalia Boys and Girls, actually the Sedalia Boys Club, yeah. which then morphed into the Sedalia Boys and Girls Club, which then morphed into the Boys and Girls Club of West Central Missouri. Okay, right. yeah, yeah, talk to us. Yeah, um, it originated back in 1960 and uh, in Centennial Hall, uh, or Convention Hall, Mm -hmm. and uh, started there with just trying to get boys to come in and, you know, and it used, you know, there's, there's Boys and Girls Club has gone through several slogans and probably about that time it was the club that beats the streets, you know, mm -hmm. and it's getting kids, to, the boys to come in and just participate in things and there was weight training, there's usually sports involved 
and just having fun, but also, you know, having a mentor and do some things along those lines and, you know, touch on some hobbies and different things with that. And Mr. Beckman, let me throw in here that I know that the Sedalia Noonday Optimist Club had a tremendous uh, piece in bringing all of this together. And actually, I believe that it was so maybe just a handful of men that got together and said, hey, we need to do something for the youth in our community. Yep. Let's focus on the boys first. And uh, that's how this kind of all began. And then it became a uh, almost an ongoing project and a mission for the Sedalia Noonday Optimist Club to continue to support the, the Boys and Girls Club. And uh, I, I remember that the original bylaws, uh, the the concept actually required some members of the Sedalia Noonday Optimist Club to serve on the Boys and Girl, Boys Club uh, Board of Directors. And that's how, you know, that kind of morphed in. And of course, I yeah. realize that doesn't, that's not the way it's done now. But what a tremendous way for the Sedalia Noonday Optimist Club to reach out, whose focus is to be yeah. friend of youth, to jump in there and start this. Yeah, and that's typically what happens is there's, you know, a uh, uh, a contingent of concerned citizens, you know, and that's pretty much how anything starts. There's 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 an issue or a concern that people have, and people get together and they're like, okay, well, how can we fix that or uh, get a remedy for that? Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. And and yeah, we we started the boys club, and you know, like I said, it's 62 years now going, and um which is amazing i've been in organizations that have been you know just startups compared to that you know that's maybe been around you know 10 years or 25 30 years so um and that's 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 phenomenal and the community support is what keeps that going and keeps that prospering absolutely stronger and stronger every time sure now and it you said it started at convention hall where did it go next uh, we kind of lost some things, but I know it went to um, the uh, downtown site, um, which um, is right next to the community center, which is which is now uh, apartments and stuff. And it was there for the longest time. Um, and then we started really kind of branching out and doing more. And we got into schools when we got mm-hmm. the 21st Century Grant about... Oh, 15 or so, 15, 16 years ago, um, we started branching out into schools and then branch, branching out amongst the, the county mm-hmm. and even even into, you know, Cole Camp and, and uh, uh, we've got some in Leeton. So we've got a site in Leeton, Cole Camp, um, and then Smithton, Green Ridge, Dresden, and Lamont are outside, uh, you know, our, what we call our outlying uh, community sites that we have there. And, you know, we have 12 sites total, and 11 of them are school-based sites. Mm-hmm. Um, we have six, uh, six in Sedalia, and five of those are in the Sedalia 200 elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And then we have one at the First Baptist Church, which is basically our teen site, and the kids from middle school and junior high attend that, that site. I, I think that's a really neat concept. You've taken a- Excuse me. You've taken this concept of bringing the boys into a boys club area building and actually going out to the schools to where, in other words, taking the mission out into the community. And that's a really neat concept. I think uh, that when they left Convention Hall, they went into what most of us know to be the senior center in the downtown area, which was a building that actually was owned by the city and has yes. recently been sold. That's and uh, and I, I remember visiting that facility and they were actually on the second floor yeah. uh, where they had you know games uh, for and actually a, a few very 
at that time, very basic computer systems there, you know, that's, and then they also had access to the little gymnasium that they had mm-hmm. there too, you know, so, so yeah. at present time, you really do not have a boys and girls club facility for them to meet here locally. It's strictly yeah. out into the communities. Yeah, it's basically, you know, the philosophy we have is, you know, whenever we do program, whenever we do outreach, it's, you know, meeting kids where they're at. We're not trying to, to you know, we're, we're, wherever that is, and each kid's differently, you know, and whether that's academic success or healthy lifestyles or, or just providing them a place to, to get encouragement, mm-hmm. you know, is meet them where they're at, mm-hmm. and then from there we pick them up and, and help them grow. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we've, we were, you know, we, the only place that we have of our own is our office on uh, Aaron Avenue, right. um, and we'll do trainings in there and different things, and that's kind of where our – uh, behind the scenes people, you know, that, that do our RD team meets there, our leadership teams uh, are there. And, uh, but yeah, the, the work and the, the, the good stuff happens at, uh, at our sites at the schools. I recall uh, you mentioned the 21st Century Grants, and uh, I can recall uh, it's been a number of years ago now when you got your first one. And of course, that was a uh, Boy, that was a huge deal. That was monumental, yeah. Uh, in fact, I kind of would call that the rocket fuel that blasted you all off into your expansion efforts and getting into all of these outlying schools. Um, and I know I had just personally had the concern thereafter of, well, how long is the grant going to stay around? Right. You know, or is it going to require a cutback at some point in time? But uh, by golly. You haven't cut back at all, and no. the grant has not stayed around for every year. Yeah, the grant has decreased over years, um, and we were, we just got another 21st century grant. We call it a hybrid model, um, which focuses on a lot of STEAM activities and coding and workforce developments in that. Um, that encompasses our Dresden site and Washington and Horseman sites. And then the other sites are wrapping up their fifth and final year of the grants they have for 21st century. So we'll be reapplying for those. Um, hopefully those come out here in the next month or so and we can start working on those. But with those grant dollars going down over the years, that obviously says something about your all's ability to find alternative funding and you've certainly done a very, a very good job at that, at fundraising. Uh, I know you've got an active board that has always uh, been very helpful in that. Um, so when you talk about r- revenue now, where's, where's most of it coming from? Well, as, as, as you said, the funding has gone down. Um, you know, United Way used to be a big funder for a lot of agencies, and that's gone down. And so we've really had to be creative in how we do things. And a lot of it is it goes right back to our community. You know, if it wasn't for the strong support of this community, I, I honestly, I don't, we wouldn't be as strong in, in doing the things that we were able to do. Um, and it really comes down to that. I've got some great uh, people that work for us that, you know, uh, you know really bleed blue. They believe in the mission and everything that Boys and Girls Club does. And, you know, they turn over every rock, stone, brick, you know, dirt clod, whatever, to find uh, grants and funding. And that's been my philosophy is we need a, a complete, you know, diversification of our funding source so that if we lose one, we keep chugging along, and our kids don't don't see the, the effect of that. That we can keep moving along, and this train keeps trucking on trucking on down the, the, the tracks, uh, and 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 getting our kids to that success point for them. Excellent. 
Back with our second segment of Let's Talk on News Talk on 1050 KSIS. I'm Bo Matthews with John Meehan and Ron Tolner. Ron, you want to pick things back up as we visit with Gary Beckman from the Boys and Girls Club of West Central Missouri? Thank you, Bo. Uh, Gary, a little bit earlier you mentioned the uh, particular areas of emphasis of the club, and uh, uh, I recall those as being academic success, uh, character and leadership skills, and also healthy lifestyles. Now, I know those are all addressed um, on your website, which is bgckids.com. There you go. Uh, uh, but there are a lot of different aspects of those programs. And uh, yeah. if you would, please uh, give us some examples of those. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those will overlap into ways. Um, you know, academic success and healthy lifestyles will will overlap um, just because we try to make it fun for kids to learn um, and and have them realize, you know, or not realize that they're actually learning and doing something that's fun. So healthy lifestyles, uh, with us being at the First Baptist Church, we utilize the gym there. So we've had yoga classes in there. Um, we've had some aerobic cardio um, classes that we've done. Uh, one of the things that we're right now getting geared up for is the – basketball program, the all-star basketball program that Boys and Girls of America has partnered with Buffalo Wild Wings, and we get jerseys for the kids, and they get to keep those, and we've done it for three years now with a little hiccup in there because of COVID, um, but the kids really seem to enjoy that. I had a couple of staff members when we first wanted to do that. They were like, oh, gosh, oh, we, don't, we don't do this. That's not our thing, and I'm like, well, why can't it be our thing? You know, kids love to play, and you know, why can't we, you know, that's one of our acts classes is play and, and being active. And so we started doing it. And as soon as they started seeing the kids and how much fun they were having and the joy and the teamwork and the camaraderie, they're like, okay, yeah, we're in. Yeah. Well, Gary, I guess the important thing that I'd like to, to, sh to point out is that that program probably would not have uh, be available to those to those youth right. our community if it wasn't for Buffalo Wild Wings and if it wasn't for First Baptist Church offering their facility to do this. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is gym space, you know, you're pretty much October through April, gym space. There's, it's, it's a premium. Yeah, I mean, if you can find one and find empty space during, you know, those – you know, four o'clock to nine o'clock hours, you've got something there. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, uh, you know, that has allowed us the opportunity for kids, like you said, that normally wouldn't get to, you know, to, to be on a team to play. And they have, I, it's amazing because it's, you know, we do our, our Sedati sites, and we, we try to involve our outline sites as much as we can. It's just a transportation issue with them usually. But uh, it's amazing to see how each team they could be at you know their different school sites and their different age groups they help the other team be successful Great. and work hard and encourage and, and it's like okay this is what we want this is this is what we want to foster and really encourage that that hey yeah it's great to be competitive and it's great to want to do your best and and that stuff is just that's what we want we want you know grit and determination and those things we just don't go oh things are hard i'm going to give up no, that's life. You know, these are life skills, and that goes back into the healthy lifestyles, is how do we overcome when things don't go as we have planned, which happens to me almost on a daily basis, mm -hmm. how do I not get so frustrated that I just give up? Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's reassess things. Let's talk about this. How did we get here? Where did we maybe go wrong, or maybe we didn't foresee a lot of things? 
and what can we do differently now? Now, when this happens again, we'll have some tools that we can pull out of our backpack and go, oh, this is just like last week, or for me, this is just like this morning when I, you know, had this. So now here's what you need to do to get, get, get through that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our kids just don't have those tool sets. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what we provide with those. And, you know, with that is the ability to, you know, love themselves and love themselves for who they are, that they're unique and they're here because of who they are and they are valuable and they have a lot of value to bring us and it's us to get to know them. And, you know, don't try to be like everybody else because it, it never happens. You're Helping gonna... them to build their own self-worth in that yes. whole process. That's yeah. that's great. And so this program uh, with the gymnasium, is that just on Saturday mornings or Saturdays? We usually do it uh, Monday through Friday. So we'll have games okay. um, during the week in the evening so parents can come and watch. Okay. Um, there's, we, we've worked out a, a relationship with the church where I think they usually have a lot of activities on weekends, so we try to steer clear of that for okay. them. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do most things um during the evening, like Tuesdays or Thursdays, or sometimes we'll have things on Mondays as well. So depending on schedules. And okay, such. excellent. So, yeah, and we've been trying to really, we've partnered with the Kansas City Chiefs on a flag football program. We did it last summer, and then we kind of hit a snafu on trying to get the program up and going this fall, um, and we just didn't have enough, any coaches. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know everybody's busy, but if there's anyone interested in, in teaching kids flag football and really just managing it, that is the big thing. I mean, we're not asking you to be Andy Reid out there and drawing up X's and O's, but just allowing them to learn the game and have a fondness for it and have a good experience. Right. And that's, you know, I go back to when I was a program director, and one of the things that I would do whenever I'd have a coaches meeting, you know, because you get guys in there and they're like, okay, I'm uh, – you know, I'm, I'm the best coach there is, and I'm, I'm moving from here, and I'm going to the NCAA. You know, this is where I'm at. This is my path. And it's like, well, hold on. These are second, second graders. Let's not, you know. And so I would have them do an exercise, and it took, me, it took them a while to kind of buy into this. But at the end, there's payout. And the payout is I said, okay, think about, you know, just close your eyes for a minute and, you know, just put your head down or don't look at anybody. But go back to your first sport that you played, whether that was basketball, soccer, t-ball, but picture yourself there, and you can smell the grass, you can feel the warmth of the sun on your face and your arms, you can feel yourself kind of excited, you can hear the squeak of tennis shoes in the gym. You guys are there right now, I can tell by looking in your face. All those things, you know, absorb all those and all those senses. Now, you see your coach come across the field or across, walk into the gym and come across and is walking over towards you. What feelings do you get? Are you excited? Are you happy? Or are you like, oh, gosh, oh. How do you start feeling? Now, you can remember that now as an adult that something happened to you that long ago. How do you want these kids to think about you down the road when they want to be a coach and they want to do these things mm-hmm. think of that mm-hmm. and it really kind of opens your eye it's like oh well yeah i don't need to be a jerk mm-hmm. you know it's, it's all about keeping the things in the right perspective exactly and, yeah. and you, you brought up a good point about this volunteerism and of course the boys club of sedalia was formed with volunteers yeah. 
And so that particular need has not gone away over the years. You still need volunteers. Yeah, we still need volunteers, and, and we have a multitude of avenues for volunteers to jump in and, mm -hmm. and share their expertise and their interests, their hobbies. You know, there's we have a good group that just helped out with our Evening of Heart and Hope. And, you know, those the, the people that are involved with that, kudos to them. That's their, their love, and, and they really make that a, a huge successful event, you know, year after year. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's that. We also have groups that come in and read to our kids. Um, we have, you know, and really, you know, when people are like, well, yeah, I'd like to volunteer. What do you need me to do? And it's like, no, what do you want to do? What do you, because there's things that, you know, we may not be doing that you have an interest in. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, well, you know, and, and, and you know, self-defense. Mm -hmm. It's like self-defense is a good, you know, thing to have and, and know how to react and how to use your body to, to ward off, you know, bullies or, or whatever, you know, and, and, you know, I've got a daughter. So that was one of the things that, you know, when she went away to school and, and lived on her own, I'm like, you need to know how to self-defense you know i'm not always going dad's not always going to be around you and mm -hmm. and you this is the world we live in and that really that's kind of where we are it's like here's the reality of the world i want to protect their innocence as long and hold on to that as long as we can because once you lose it it's gone yeah. and let's treasure that and then allow them to grow up into adults that are prosperous if our listeners might have just tuned in here we just want to remind everybody we've got gary beckman the executive director of the boys and girls club of west central missouri here with us and uh, you're in essence i i hear through uh through your sentences that you are actually welcoming volunteers and yeah. so for those listeners that are out there that have some spare time uh bring whatever talents you have and approach us and reach out to gary at the boys and girls club yeah yeah give us a call uh 826-8331 um send us an email send me an email g beckman at bgckids.com you can find our emails on our website uh, if there's an interest or you have uh you feel a calling um certainly we can you know utilize you and and you know it's really neat. We have outside agencies come in. We've had Rotary come in. Um, we've had, um, you know, different organizations come in and, and different people. And it's nice to have them echo the things we teach them in programs, mm -hmm. you know, about drugs and, and different things and about being the best you can be and working hard and having uh, a, good, uh, a good drive and, and being the best you can be. Because, you know, it's like parents, you know, the parents say, yeah, don't do this, don't do that, do this, do that. And then you start hearing teachers say it, you start hearing your scout leaders say it, you start hearing your pastors say it, you start hearing Boys and Girls Club people say it. it's like, well, there must be something to this. Everybody's saying do these things and not do this. And so the more that they can hear that and the, develop those adult relationships, those mm -hmm. positive adult caring mentorships mean the world. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's my biggest kick is when I walk through Walmart or walk through uh, a grocery store or whatever and I hear uh, my name being called out from the other end of the aisle. I mean, that, that's my reward. That's my paycheck right there. So, You know, as you've indicated, volunteerism is obviously a big part of the success of your program. Uh, but, well, I sure also don't want to lose sight or not mention the uh, – uh, 
actual staff that you have, your paid staff on hand, uh, the number of those people. They are some of the most, in, in my opinion, some of the most uh, committed people uh, I have seen with the various organizations uh, in, in this community. And what's, what's interesting is uh, as, you, as you follow the, the progress of the Boys and Girls Club, the, the number of past members who are now either volunteers yeah. or employed, mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of passing that torch. Uh, and obviously, who would know the programs any better than those who have been through them? Yeah. But, but you do have an exceptional group of people there, yeah. uh, Gary. And um, just give us a, a quick idea of the numbers that you're dealing with as far as your uh, actual staff go. We have 16 full-time staff, um, and that's uh, site directors. Uh, we have those are full and part-time positions, and then there's some sites that have site assistants, and then we have uh, youth development professionals, um, and those are what we call our YDPs. And then our other full-time staff that we have, uh, I have a director of development, uh, director of operations, assistant director of development, marketing communications. We have a finance director, um, and that's pretty much the office staff that we have there. And, you know, I couldn't be blessed with such a rock star team. I mean, they they get it. They they know that we don't just phone in, you know, and just, ah, this is good enough. It's like, nope, if it's not great, that's not us. So we got to put out a great product because our kids deserve that. So, uh, you know, kudos to them and, uh, and the things they've done. And really, it came through, you know, their passion came to the forefront and their commitment. Um, and you know, our, our tagline right now is whatever it takes. And that came through when we, you know, about two years ago, this time when the pandemic, you know, hit us and everything shut down. Um, that was, I mean, we didn't know what to do. The school's closed, so it's like, okay, well, we close. And we could have easily just, you know, played Chicken Little and went and hid and waited for the sky to fall and not do anything. Well, it was, you know, apparent early on that our kids, our kiddos needed to be somewhere and that we needed to be open as soon as we could be again. And so we sat down and, and I had what we called a, a war room and we had these big six foot uh, tall whiteboards and we had about eight of them and they all circled around there and we would just, you know, we would meet every, every uh, morning there for two months and just blast things up and say, okay, where are we at? And then we started getting to about a week out, uh, a couple times a week and we formulated a plan to open up um, two weeks before our summer program was scheduled to open up, we were the first club in the state of Missouri to reopen and one of the first ones in the whole Midwest region as well as across the country. Um, and since that day, May 18th of uh, 2020, we have not shut our doors. And that is very admirable. In fact, that was an area I wanted to hit as we go into our second break here because, you know, obviously the, the children the, the, that you serve you are such a huge part of their lives that with the coming of the pandemic and what it potentially caused, uh, that was going to leave a heck of a void for those children. Children and families. I mean, it was putting a lot of stress on, on their support system, you know, and, and we knew that we had to get ourselves, you know, and we could have easily, like I said, you know, just said, well, this is bigger than us and we're going to step away. And I'm like, you know, what do we do best when our kids need us 
Do we step away? Do we sit down and, and take a seat? No. I go, you guys always step up and step into the situation. And I just can't applaud them and commend them for what they've done. I mean, it gets me choked up a little bit because it could have easily been, yeah, this is, this is uncertain. We don't know. We don't know. And, and just have a seat and we'll wait this out. Back for our final, our third segment of Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. I'm Bo Matthews with Ron Toner and John Meehan. Today our guest is Executive Director Gary Beckman with the Boys and Girls Club of West Central Missouri. If you'd like to get hold of uh, Gary and his crew, I guess you could say, uh, bgckids.com, or you can contact them by 826-8331. That's 826-8331. We've talked about uh, a lot of the things going on uh, with the Boys and Girls Club of West Central Missouri, Gary. Numbers, how many kids, number one, how many kids do you have that you serve on a uh, weekly, monthly basis, annual yeah, basis? We, uh, one of our statistics is average daily attendance for all of our sites. Um, our membership, membership is a great number, but you can sign up and then you know come one day and okay, or, or never come even. So, But our membership is around 1,100 kids and but the true fact, the true number on, on the impact that we have is the number of kids that step foot in our programs and our, our service in our sites, and that's just under 700 kids every day. Okay, so you're you're able to go ahead and make a big impact. You would hope with those yep. kids on a daily basis like yeah. that, or as often as they're in there. Uh, you have someone that has just moved to town, maybe a grandparent or a parent yeah. has finally gotten a child that they feel like is old enough to where they could participate in something like this. What's the process? What's the age groups? We serve all uh, school-age kids, so kindergarten through 12th grade is is our membership uh, range. And basically, if they are interested, they can go to the website. There's membership data uh, or forms on there that they can fill out if they need assistance with that or help. Um, the schools are great partners with us and can get you hooked up with the right people with the right uh, site director that's at that particular school um, and, you know, or call us. But everything... You know, if we don't turn away any kids, and that's the beauty of what we do, and that's why it takes so much uh, community support, you know, from all of our businesses, our, our industries, and, and the whole gamut to, to bring these kids in and, and cover the costs that, it, that these services uh, run to, and resources for them. And so, really, it's, it's, five, it's $10 annual membership fee, and then it's $5 uh, a, a daily fee for that. And if that is cumbersome for people, we, we figure out a way to cover that. If it's, okay, I can do a dollar a week, okay, it's a dollar a week for you. Um, if it's, you know, a dollar a month, that's what it is. We work with them because we know the importance of having kids, having our kids in a safe environment and productive environment surrounded by, you know, caring professional, you know, adults that, that encourage and really, really take to heart their, their job and, and make sure that they want to, you know, the next generation that comes along is, is caring kids. Gary, you know that uh, my wife Mary is an educator, and uh, she is. Uh, I, I, the stories that she brings home are very heartening, and 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 she will she encourages those students who 
you know, are maybe not getting all that they need to in the classroom to stay after school for the after school programs. Uh, if for some reason a, a parent uh, sees their son or daughter maybe needing a little bit extra help, uh, then of course they can always approach the school or approach the teacher and, and get more information about the after school programs. Yeah, yeah. And that's if, if the more communication we have with teachers and parents, it's kind of a, a tripod approach. If we're all on the same page, we have as much information as we can to help that, help your student, help your son, your daughter um, achieve what they're, they're, they're struggling with. And, and some parents that are listening here today uh, might not know and have heard you previously say all of the different sites. Could you go through those sites? Yeah. Because, you know, they might have a student in Dresden and they're thinking you're just talking about Sedalia 200 yeah. when in reality you have multiple sites. Yeah, we have, like I said, we have 12 sites. So we have in, in Sedalia, we have Horseman, Heber Hunt, Washington, uh, those elementary schools, and then we bus kids from the junior high. The school's been gracious enough to bus kids from the uh, middle school and the junior high to our downtown site. Mm -hmm. Then we have sites in our outlying communities, Smithton, Cole Camp, uh, Leeton, Green Ridge, Dresden, and Lamont. Those are all sites that we have programs running. I would like to point out to the listeners, because they can't see you, but you rattled all of those off, and you have no notes there in front of you. So, you know, I think that's commendable with it being an executive director. You know where your staff is all the time. Well, I have a, a map that I, I, I go through in my mind, so I know how I, when I have to travel, because I've gotten, when I first moved down here, I ended up uh, circling the Air Force Base a couple times, coming back from Leeton. I'm like, well, how do I get back to Sedalia? And I thought for sure I was coming in on, on uh, 32nd, and next thing I know, I'm like, well, here I am by what was the old, the old, the old Kmart. And I'm like, wait a minute. How do I? So I forget Missouri roads are windy, so... And hilly. <laughs> uh, Gary, we may, <coughs> might uh, change track here uh, again. Uh, a little earlier, uh, we were talking about funding, uh, and in particular, the grants that have been so important to your operations, and the fact that those grants aren't what they used to be. So you've had to have alternative funding, and you've always got funding efforts uh, at work. I know you've got some great fundraising individuals over there. Uh, but uh, connected with that fundraising are some uh, significant events that, mm -hmm. uh, that come around uh, during the year. Uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, about those events. Yeah, well, we just had our evening of heart and hope that uh, WK Family of Dealerships was our presenting sponsor for that, and they have been for years. And it's a, you know, it's great friendship um, that we have with WK. Um, they support us uh, not only with that event, but also our casino night that we have in the fall. And, you know, so oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll be in a pickle with something with a van or something. They're like, yeah, bring it in. We'll get it taken care of. And so they have been very gracious and um, just tremendous, you know, friends of the club and, and, and good people and, and great to have them. Uh, you know, support us and, and really do the things that uh, uh, for our community that need, that need done. So we have that. We also have a golf outing in uh, June, June 13th. If you want to put that on our, your calendar already, we'll have uh, our golf outing out at the uh, Sedalia Country Club. So those are our big three uh, special events that we do. Um, we uh, also do kind of our, our annual campaign or year-end giving campaign. 
is a whatever it takes campaign and it's literally it covers whatever it takes and you know it, it fills the gaps that grants don't cover or you know restricted funds don't actually you know hit and so it fills those gaps fills in those cracks so that you know no no kid doesn't get served that we make sure those funds go to those kids that need it and sometimes you know, we have to pull a few dollars out for that for mittens uh, for kids, you know, during the winter months um, and, and different things along that, uh, that line. Because if we don't take care of their immediate needs, it's hard for them to focus, you know, if they're cold or they're hungry and, and or different things, it's hard for them to focus on why are my grades important when I'm, I'm, I'm cold and I'm hurting and I'm, I'm this. So um, we try to get them in a spot uh, of comfort and, you know, care so that they can focus on the next things that need to be. Being an old accountant, another thing that uh, comes to mind to me, and I know that has been really beneficial over the years, uh, are some of the tax credits yeah. that have been available for uh, uh, contributions made to the club. Is there is there anything out there currently? Yeah, we currently have uh, NAP tax credits, and those cover our rural uh, rural sites, and uh, those are seventy percent tax credits. So we just started a new cycle with those. And if anyone's, anyone's interested in those, we have those available. Just talk to uh, Cherie at our office, and she she's got that down to a beautiful science. Now. Gary, you said seventy percent, but I'm concerned that maybe some of our listeners don't quite understand what NAP credits are. Yeah, I'm still learning a little bit uh, more and more with it myself. It's any business. Um, and so any business can apply for these, and you make a gift. Let's say you make a gift of $10,000. I'll look over at the account and make sure I don't missay anything here. Um, but it's uh, if you make a gift of $10,000 to the Boys and Girls Club, you then get 70% of that as a tax credit for your taxes. For You can use it all in one year, or you have a span of five years to use that. And you could... You know, do 13%, 27%, 0%, whatever the, the formula is to use those up in that five-year period. And I, I might also add in that that you use 10000 as an example, but far lesser amounts than that also yeah. qualify. Yeah. So there's... That was there, my quick math in my brain. Uh, there you go. That's a good number. <laughs> Sounds good. Shoot for uh, the moon. And uh, the, you mentioned that businesses, that you have a business that qualifies... Uh, that's also a rather broad definition of a business. Uh, if a person has one rental property, they qualify as a business. Yeah. Uh, if uh, they're a farmer, they qualify. If they have a retail shop, mm-hmm. they qualify. Basically, about anyone qualifies other than somebody who just gets a W-2 at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anybody with a LLC, I believe, is the, the, the requirement for that, that they have to have that. So, um, yeah, and, and we've gotten some people that, you know, obviously do large amounts. We've done some that are, you know, $1,000. And really, it, it's whatever you can make. And, you know, it's, you've got to pay this one way or another. And why not pay it to a local agency that your money can go to better use than the government so <clears throat> keep your money local right yeah okay yeah. all right um give me a sec um, <laughs> okay 
uh, have to our listeners, we have the opportunity of having Gary Beckman in our uh, studios here this morning, and he's the executive director of the Boys and Girls Club. And, and Gary, you spoke uh, just briefly in regards to some of your major fundraising and how WK has been a tremendous asset to you. But, you know, uh, in, with your uh, a good another one of your programs or well, your fundraisers has been the golf tournament. Mm-hmm. And I know not only is WK a tremendous sponsor of that, but you rely on all of these local businesses to help out. I know you have whole sponsors and those kind of things. So, you know, it's, uh, I I mean, I feel really good about the way our community has stepped up, uh, all the businesses and uh, and the individuals who have stepped up to support not just a golf tournament, but all the good things that you do. And, And before I forget, I also want to say that, you know, you addressed how you had a, a tremendous and quality staff, you know, working for the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, I commend uh, not only they are very passionate about boys and girls and making sure they get taken care of, but very compassionate and passionate about the community that they live in. Uh, I know you serve as president of the Kiwanis Club. Uh, we have Tyler Hudson, who has served a, a number of terms as president of the New Day Optimist Club. Cherie is very active in the Sedalia Alliance Club, and I know that you have other staff members that are really connected to our community, and that is so important because the community supports you and your staff then supports our community. So yeah, that's and, great. And that's one of those things going back to what we try to instill in our kids is you know okay you might be you know six years old you might be nine years old you might be whatever but you have value you can do something and you know we used to our Lamont site used to walk uh, you know do the highway cleanup with the mayor well you know yeah we can do that and and that you know it's you know a lot of times it's like oh well what, what do we get what do we get out of it well Sometimes we give, and by giving, we get more than we could have ever imagined by getting. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love being a part of, you know, the civic groups that I'm in, you know, Rotary and Qantas Club. Uh, It just allows me the opportunity to, one, network with people. And, I mean, I look back, when I went to college, I wanted to be a CPA. I'm like, I am, yeah, no. I'm like, that was great. I really thought that was it. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I'm too social. I couldn't have been a CPA. Those books don't, you know, num- numbers don't talk back to me. And I'm I, not sure what that means. I, yeah. <laughs> There's always an exception, Ron. And, and most often you are that exception. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, just allowing them that opportunity to, that you can help out. You can be a part of your community and make a difference, you know, and make an impact in there. And, you know, there's opportunities for us to engage our kids. And, you know, one of the things that we that I'm really trying to reestablish is with our board members, our our female board members, is having them come out to the clubs for visits and meet with our girls and talk to them about what they do professionally. Mm-hmm. Inspire them. How did you get to this point and how do you get to that? Uh, and, you know, it takes work and you know for all of us it takes work but sometimes you know our girls just feel, oh well that's that's a boy's role that's i can't do that that's that's just for boys and it's like no if you have a desire to do that you can do that and i i just saw on my uh, facebook page that the um, a girl soccer player um, from kirksville up in my old neck of the woods uh, got a scholarship at central methodist because she last year decided she wanted to try being a kicker for the Kirksville football team yes, and made 23 out of 25 kicks, which is much better than I could ever do. 
And she got a scholarship to play over there at Central Methodist, and now she's continuing that career mm-hmm. at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. And if she wouldn't have thought, you know, if somebody wouldn't have given her an opportunity, mm-hmm. this this wouldn't be happening, and it's going to pay for her college and, and give her an opportunity to play at the next level. Mm-hmm. So, And we know several examples like that. Yeah, Gary, you brought up uh, how you're, you've engaged your board. Talk to us. I know you're governed by a board of directors. Yes. So tell us about that. How many board members do you have, and how are they active in your club? We have about 20 board members right now. Uh, and, you know, each board member serves on a committee. And each committee of ours is led by that board member. We have a board member-led uh, committee. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things that it's easy for staff to kind of take the reins and run with it. Mm-hmm. But it's important for our organization for a board member to be the chair, to facilitate those meetings, and to be the heartbeat for that that, that, that committee mm-hmm. so that we know what our community needs are and we can step into what those gaps and those needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if we run it as a staff, then we it becomes segmented and it's just another staff task. Sure. This is a way our, our, our board members can become active and become engaged and bring their network of people that they work with, they socialize with, that they have, you know, in Rotary or, or Optimist and, and all those networks that they have, bringing back and saying, here's things that we can do. Here's things that we see are important for our community and things that we want to do um, that we're hearing. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, let's, add, let's implement that into some of our, our planning on, on programs. That's great. And, and on behalf of Bo, myself, and Ron, uh, please extend our sincere appreciation to your full board and the, and the commitment that they have made for the youth in our community. We appreciate what their, their service. Well, thank you very yes. much. And, and I always tell myself, you know, I, I thank you. For, I, I call our group a family because, you know, there's times where we spend more time together than we would do our own families at home. And so, you know, we don't always agree on things. We may, you know, go back and forth, but that's healthy and that's good because that, uh, that uh, you know, initiates conversations and discussions and let's see where those go. Um, but it's, you know, it's those board members and our staff, it's their families that sometimes take the brunt of us doing what we want to do because the, the people are so committed that they will be like, yeah, I'm in, I'm, I'll do that, I'll do that. And I'm like, well, you know, and I always say, you've got to make sure everything is healthy at home. If it's not healthy at home, I can't have you coming in here and trying to do our work if something's weighing you at home because that's the priority for you. You get you get healthy there, you get right there, um, and then we're ready to go again, and we'll bring you on board, and, and then let's 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 mm-hmm. slap the reins and go. Excellent. Yes. Why don't you? Yeah. And just a reminder, speaking with Gary Beckman, Executive Director of the Boys and Girls Club of West Central Missouri, if you'd like to make contact with the Boys and Girls Club, you can go to their website at bgckids.com or contact them at 826-8331.